your host for Lacrosse Talk PM, Rick Sola. All right, welcome to Lacrosse Talk PM on a Wednesday, hump day, the day that I say we should all have off. The weekend and the week middle, we should have Wednesdays off. Actually, if we were really going to implement a three-day or a four-day work week, Mondays would be the day I would take off. Just to know anyone that's going, hey, we should do a three-day weekend. You want to take Friday off? Don't take Friday off. Take Monday off. Because Mondays, Mondays suck, right? So you take Monday off. Fridays are always super upbeat, aren't they, when you go to work? I mean, a, a, a little bit more upbeat at least than Monday. Uh, everyone seems to be in a good mood. People sometimes get out early, uh, get to go home a little early, start the weekend early, go to happy hour. You don't want to miss that day. That's like the best day of the week when it comes to one of the days that you have to work. I'm sorry for all those people that have to work on the weekends. Uh, I have to work on the weekends. <laughs> but if you're going to do the three-day weekend, three-day work or the four-day work week, uh, Wednesday would be nice. It breaks it up a little bit. But Monday would be the day that I take off. 608-785-7914 is the talking text line. You agree with me? Do you like we should, we should be thinking about four day work weeks, right? Whether we do the the whole I mean, I've I've done a different I've done all the jobs where I'm doing twelve hour shifts and rotating uh days and nights. I've done swing shift where it was eight hours, and I've done the ten hour deal. But I think I did the 10-hour deal where you just got overtime. There wasn't a four-day work week. You're just going to work more. You'll get overtime, but you're just going to work more. 608-785-7914. Coming up on the show, I'm pretty excited about this. We, we hinted at this last week when I talked with Eric Weinberg of Viterbo. But now, out of the blue, maybe not out of the blue because Eric kind of told us, uh, Viterbo named an eSports coach today. Megan Danaher is her name, and she's going to join us. So for anyone that's got kids or your kids are playing video games, you're like, get off the video games, go outside and play or something. You know, that, that was always the, the thing when I was a kid, uh, you know, sit in front of the TV. It, it really was at like, what, maybe like 4.30. You better go outside before your dad gets home. Hopefully dad's not listening. Mom probably is listening, but dad. Uh, and, and it was, you know, just to, that illusion that I wasn't sitting in front of the TV because mom's all mom always let us kind of do that. And then before dad got home, we had to go had to have this illusion that we were outside playing. Uh, but now, maybe when dad comes home, you're hey, how come you're outside? Get in front of the TV and be, play, turn on your PlayStation, turn on your Xbox. Why aren't you practicing? <laughs> so I'm going to talk to Megan about that. It's super interesting. I think it's uh. Uh, it's it's probably a little bit mind blowing for some people to think like oh it's a college sport now video games is a, I can get a scholarship and I'll ask her about that I don't know if uh, we're getting full rides to Viterbo for esports but I bet places there's probably a lot of places that do that and um, yeah so anyway six zero eight seven eight five seven nine one four do you have questions about how esports works e gaming Esports, e-gaming, it's just gaming, right? Uh, but esports and how how it would go down. Shoot me a text six zero eight seven eight five seven nine one four, and uh, I'll try to answer them. Kind of out of sorts right now, too. Not, I mean, you can't tell, right? But I, uh, we just got done doing a podcast with the Senate candidate Alex Lazary, who's the the Bucks uh, vice president of 
something Milwaukee Bucks. I don't have it written in front of me, Mel. But um, pretty excited about that. We just got doing doing that. But the I had to hold off a lot of my questions. I'm like, Alex, you can come on. And so hopefully he'll come on next week. Alex Lazary, Senate candidate for the Democrats in Wisconsin, U.S. Senate. Because um, I had so many Bucks questions for him. I just wanted to ask about the trade deadline. But no, I have these these questions that when it comes to society and how we do things and how the NBA does things, uh, there's just a little bit a little bit of difference there. And maybe maybe some of the things that pro sports do. I wonder what Alex thinks about uh, you know how they how they would work in real life. In in pro sports we have salary caps. LeBron James can only make so much money. LeBron James and he's probably at this point at the end of his career, so maybe you can make the argument he shouldn't be the highest paid player. But you know, he's the veteran and still performing at the top of his game. Go Aaron Rodgers too. Aaron Rodgers, not the highest paid player in the NFL. Why? What? Uh, because they have a salary cap. And then the, the way contracts work, it's a little tricky. But um, and billionaires who own all these teams, they do this so that they don't destroy themselves against each other. And they're not pitting themselves against each other because they would just spend and spend. LeBron James would make $100 million a year if, if anyone could go sign him. Aaron Rodgers, $100 million a year if there was no cap in the sport. And Aaron Rodgers would just go, he would likely go to the team that was going to pay him the most. And then a lot of them teams would just pay all those guys. Because billionaires, it's play money. It's just, it's just a game to them. It literally is a game, but um, it, it's just a toy for them is what I what I meant to say there. Because um, they have all the money in the world. They don't have to think about it. Other teams, not so much. Packers, a little bit different situation. Publicly owned team. It's kind of weird. Still a lot of money, though. A lot of money in the in the bank when, when we talk about... Uh, there was stories a couple of weeks ago, right? Like you could buy Packers stock and you're essentially just donating money to the Green Bay Packers, which is the funniest thing to me. Uh, I got to get this piece of paper that says I own the Packers. No, you're just giving the Packers money so they can pay Aaron Rodgers. It's kind of what you're doing. And so they can upgrade their facilities. And, yeah, that's great. You can give your money somewhere else. A lot of needy causes out there. <laughs> Are the Packers one of them? I don't know. It's 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 a piece of paper that you think is cool, though, right? Like, as a kid, I thought that was cool. My grandpa did that. I was like, whoa, you own the Packers? I think we gave it that to him for Christmas or for his birthday at some point. Love the Packers. Anyway, 608-785-7914. 608-785-7914 is the talk and text line. Let's get Brad to do the news here. I'm just going to yell at Brad, do the news. Um, and then after that, I'm going to talk with Megan Danaher. She's the new eSports coach, electronic sports, electronic sports coach at Viterbo. All right, welcome back to Lacrosse Talk PM. 608-785-7914 is the text line. If you want to text me, if you got esports gaming, esports gaming, I don't I don't even know how to, exactly how to say it, but Megan Danaher is the newest coach of the newest sport. I almost want to do quotes, Megan, uh, of, <laughs> at Viterbo, the new esports coach at Viterbo. How, how are you, Megan? I'm doing good. How are you today? I'm good. Okay, so you you're you're from Georgia. This the the university you came from is in in New Orlando. Uh, you, when did you get here? Because if you got here like today, uh, you were introduced rather bitterly, bitterly cold to uh, to Wisconsin. 
Yeah, um, I actually came in, I got into town on the 13th, and I started work on the 17th, so had a pretty quick turnaround, but I got up here on the 13th, and I moved in during um, Friday's snowstorm. <laughs> oh, good. Yeah, so you kind of experienced just about uh, all of winter right in one week, because it was kind of a, we had a couple of quote-unquote nice days, I don't know what you would consider a nice day, when it was 36 uh, Megan, some of your students probably had uh, some of the students have a turbo probably wearing shorts on that day, and now it's and now it's going to be like negative thirty five with a wind chill, and um, you know, and then you experience a snowstorm. So how's your how was your driving? Did you have to drive in that storm? Luckily, no. Um, we luckily we we caught like a lot of really good weather coming up north. Like we passed through like uh, Illinois and Missouri, um, went through a little bit of Iowa as well. Um, luckily there was no st- um, snowstorms. It was just cold. Um, we didn't really get the snowstorm until we were trying to move my furniture into my new place. And I act like you've never experienced cold weather before, but have you? I mean, coming from Georgia, maybe you live somewhere else where it was, uh, where we had seasons. I mean, I had like some 25 degree winters some from time to time. <laughs> Uh, but this crap but, right now, this negative 20, uh, I don't know if it's gotten down that low yet, but they're predicting it. So I, you, you probably just don't even put your your foot outside at all. I go outside with snow boots even when it's 20. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, so that's Becca Danaher. She's the newest eSports coach of the newest sport, eSports at Viterbo. Um, can you explain, is there an easy way to just explain what eSports are to the audience? Yeah, so esports is professional gaming, um, and I think the best analogy that I've heard to kind of like explain to people who kind of are just completely new to the concept of esports is if you know anything about track and field, like the, there's different events in track and field, like there's the shot put, there's discus, there's the sprint, there's like high jump, long jump. That's essentially kind of what it's like in esports. You can't ask a discus player to then try and do the long jump. It, it that that player would probably not do very good in that event. Um, that's the same thing for esports. So an esports athlete would focus on essentially like one event in track and field. So like for instance, one a really popular game right now is Fortnite. Um, you wouldn't want to have a Fortnite player trying to play um, Rainbow Six Siege, which is a completely different game. Um, so I think using the track and field analogy is the way that I use them to help a lot of people understand. Now we've got you know uh, lacrosse pretty pretty decent. It's not huge, but you know there's there's kids here and um, can can anyone just go to Viterbo and get on the esports team? Do they have to make the team? Would they get cut from the team? Uh, can they be on the B squad? How does that work? Yeah. So what we're looking to do is have a couple teams um, with hopefully some sub rosters. Um, they would have to go through a tryout process just to make sure that they're a good fit for our organization. Um, they would have to kind of break a certain threshold in terms of their rank within the game. Um, if they're pretty low skill level, we wouldn't be able to take them on. Um, but athletes that are on like a, a higher skill level, because um, a lot of games kind of go by a ranking system. Um, so if you play pro- like uh, professional gaming in esports, uh, like let's say take for instance Overwatch is another um, video game. Um, in that game, there's ranks that go from the lowest rank being bronze and the highest rank is grandmaster. Um, so if you're somewhere in the middle, kind of like um, gold, platinum, or diamond, like we would be interested in talking with you and getting you on the roster possibly. Um, but if you're probably on the lower end, you might want to train up a bit, um, get some coaches in your spare time, like train yourself up, get to a little bit of a higher rank, and then try out for us. And I'm definitely open to talk with anybody who would be interested in wanting to try out. But we just want to make sure that they're a good fit for our squad and that they have 
the basics of a game down before they come and try out. So the game kind of does the work for you because in, in college sports, regular, you know, ball sports, if you want to call it, or track and field, uh, the you, you'd have to go and scout and you would have to, uh, you know, watch maybe some game film. I guess you could watch game. Obviously, you could watch game film of esports, but um, does, does the game itself do most of the work or do you still do some quote-unquote scouting? And how does that work? Uh, yeah, so... Um, the game's like ranking system within each of the individual games is kind of like a preliminary um, like measure of like, your player skill. Um, past that, you'd have to do like having them play with other players, see how they um, play. Like you wouldn't want to have a basketball player who's constantly on the offensive with their teammates and and not a very good sport, and they're they're pretty toxic to their fellow teammates. And that's a big thing in gaming is that. Um, Personalities can get really, really tense um, whenever people play video games. So you want to make sure that they're a good personality type as well as they're a good team player. So if they're really flexible to any kind of situation. So if they work really well in the high-stress situations and if they're a good team player, that's like another measure of like how well they can play on a team. Um, just raw skill rank that comes from the video games is not really a good indicator of how good they are, like all-encompassing. Yeah, so the game film you're watching, you're just seeing how they interact with their teammates and and also how they're, you know, doing against their opponents. But also, do you, do you listen to them? You know, because everyone's wearing headsets, they're talking to each other in the game. Uh, so do you listen to them to make sure they're just, uh, the, the, their demeanor with, uh, you know, with their opponents? Because I think you could talk to your opponents too and with their team. Is a lot of that just how they how they speak uh, to their teammates? Yeah, um, that's that's a huge part actually. Is making sure that their like their communication is clear, concise, as well as not being very rude or offensive to their own team and to the enemy team. Um, most games, when it comes to communication to the enemy team, primarily comes in the form of text chat, so like typing things out on your computer. Um, so sometimes I know for a lot of people, it's really easy to just think like, "Oh yeah, I'm going to say something really mean to this guy, and I'm just going to type it really fast." and that's that's not something that we want to like have happen on our team. So, just making sure that they're like an all around good person who can keep a level head in high times of stress when they could easily say some negative things is something that we also look out for. We're speaking with Megan Danaher. She's the newest coach of the newest sport at Viterbo Esports. Is that just is that the way to say it? Just esports? It seems like there should be more to it. No, it's just esports. Um, fun fact, actually, it's actually like pro esports players have now. Um, the U.S. has actually legally recognized them as professional athletes. Do you now? You keep saying pro. Uh, if I'm if I'm making money playing esports, can I still go play on a college team? Or once I take accept some money, I can't do that anymore. Um, so I don't know the 100 percent specifics, um, but how most collegiate tournaments work um, is that if they're a specific like collegiate tournament you can earn um scholarships through those events and some tournaments you earn more of just a straight up monetary prize pool okay um let, let me see here the other thing now you talk about like you you want a good you want good characters what happens if this guy uh lives in town he's a grandmaster in overwatch which is the top rank and i, ma- I imagine there's only so many of those people but he isn't like the greatest teammate but he's you know what he's just the one of the top 10 players in the world uh you know coming up he's an uppercomer but uh, would would you take him because it seems like you know if lebron james had college eligibility and he was a, a kind of a toxic player but he was lebron james i think viterbo would take him <laughs> yeah 
My my whole thing that I like to work with because I've I have been on several different esports teams and I have bumped into several different types of personalities. Um, is that a lot of these games and it's it's almost the same for like all the other sports. If you have like one really good player, but they are just have like an air of toxicity when they walk into the room, it just sucks the air out of a room and it makes everyone else play bad. So even if that one player is super, super amazing, that one player can't carry his entire team plus defeat the entire enemy team. Um, so that's kind of the same mindset. Uh, what I do like to like keep in mind, though, is like I don't like to just kind of brush someone off and just say, hey, you, you have a really negative personality. I do like to work with those athletes. I do like to talk to them and kind of like figure out like, hey, where is this coming from? How can I help you? What, what can I do to help? Um, like work with them to see if we can get over that hump. Because I, I do, I do want to give people opportunities if they do have the skill there. I don't want to just cut them off at the kneecaps, you know? Yeah, definitely. These are, you know, if they're coming to college, they're probably younger. I don't think you're going to get it. I probably do. I have eligibility, Megan, if I wasn't good at uh, any particular game. Can I come to back to Viterbo and play on the eSports team? Oh, I'm, yeah, I, I would take you. I mean, I graduated in 2001 from Stevens Point, UW-Stevens Point. So, I, I mean, it's been a while since I've been to college, but I don't know if I have eligibility left. I, I'm not too sure. I don't, I'm, <laughs> I'm getting back into the whole, the whole swing of college things. Yeah, you'll have to ask your athletic director who has eligibility. Um, yeah, and my ranking is like 64 on Fortnite right now, so you're probably like, get out of here, boy. <laughs> um, okay, I made this joke when I talked with uh, Viterbo history professor Dr. Eric Weinberg, who's in the IT department as well. He's kind of a computer nerd. But I, I made this joke uh, to him. Like, Well, I didn't make it to him, but I thought about it after, he, after we finished our conversation. Just... You call you said this just a bit a minute ago. You said athletes, and I just kind of went, you know, I kind of laugh like athletes because when I think of an athlete, it's you know, you know, somebody in prime condition that's you know lifting weights. And um, do, do, are we calling them athletes? Or I mean, it seems like we we should be calling them like gamers or something like that. Yeah, they they are athletes. Um, the U.S. now legally recognizes sports professionals as professional athletes, and. It it may it may not seem like on paper like when you look at what a, a professional esports athlete does, you may look at it and be like, ah, oh, they're they're not doing too much. But it actually takes a lot because it's a lot of mental focus. It's a lot of mental strain as well as there is physical toll for sitting for so long. Um, so you have to always make sure that they're taking care of their mind and their body because if they're not taking care of their body, then they're not going to be a good athlete. Um, so that's going to be part of like the curriculum. Well, my coaching curriculum, at least, is going to be like putting my, my gamers into the gym um, as well as like making sure they're staying on top of their schoolwork and things like that because eSports is a very, very taxing activity as much as it may not look like it on paper. That's Megan Danaher. She's the uh, new eSports coach at Viterbo with the new eSports. When does the season start? We're Next. looking to start in the fall. Um, we're going to be doing some like showing off our new space. Um, we're hopefully going to have it done by July, August, tentatively. Yeah. Um, and so we're going to be hopefully starting in the fall season. You need an assistant coach because I, you know, just any <laughs> way that I can get in and use the quote unquote facilities, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. All right. We got to take a break. Megan, can you stick around? I got all these other questions for you. Yeah. All right, hold tight. Uh, Scott's comment coming up. Brad's got to do the news. I, I got some zingers I want to give you, but I also have some serious questions as well, as serious we can be about esports. We'll be back. All right, welcome back to the Crosstalk PM. 608-785-7914 is the text line. If you want to text, if you have questions about e-gaming, uh, electronic gaming, I don't even know. 
uh, video gaming and esports. Viterbo has a new esports esport esports sports. It's a weird thing to try to like wrap my head around and how to even phrase it, Megan. It's esports, just just esports. Yeah, but we have this new sport called basketball, and also we have this new sport called esports. <laughs> you know? Yeah. It doesn't roll off the tongue real nice, but that's pretty much what it is because there are we can't have multiple games under under the umbrella of esports. Kind of like the same thing with track and field. Yeah, I feel like e gaming might be a better. I feel like the marketing guy that went esports because he wants it to sound better. Esports sounds better, but e gaming might be an easier way to say that. Possibly, I don't make the rules. Yeah, that's that's Megan Danaher. She's the new coach at Viterbo, uh, the new esports coach. And Megan, what's your best game? My best game, um, I primarily focus on FPS games, which stands for first-person shooters. Um, So games like Apex Legends, which is a battle royale, um, Rainbow Six Siege, and Overwatch. Those are are my games. And what do your parents think of this? I feel like, so when I grew up, Atari, I had Atari, my parents spoiled me. I had every gaming system growing up, up up until now, even now, I have a PlayStation 5. And, And so I've grown up in video games, but it was always like my dad... You know, get outside and play. What are you on the? You're playing video games. Like, don't play video games. Go outside and do something, or go, you know, do your chores. Um, I'm <laughs> sure there was probably that. Probably hasn't changed a lot, but uh, you, now your career is esports, right? Like, so your parents probably uh, are they just mind bleep? They don't know what to think. Yeah. So as I was growing up, like uh, probably from like my tens to my early my late my late teens, um, I like have been playing games on my computer and I had played various games and I would go from game to game. Um, as I got a little bit older though, probably in like my teens, like my mid to late teens, I started playing it a lot more frequently and I, I was like trying to push to be the, the very best. Um, my parents would come into my room like late at night and they'd be like, are you still up right now? What are you doing? And I'm like, I'm playing games. And they're like, get off the computer and go to bed. Uh, <laughs> but then I went to college and I tried out for my esports team at my university. And then I started I started getting really, really into it, and I started being in, invited to a lot of different live events. Like, I did live events for various game companies. I did events for um, big live production crews, um, and then I became, like, team captain of my esports um, teams that I was a part of, and then I became the student president of the organization, and my parents were like, oh, okay, so this is a, a real thing. You're doing it. And I'm like, yep. I bet you guys are kind of laughing right now at yourselves, thinking like how gaming wasn't that good. But I think the difference really lies in if you're playing the game just to play it, I think that that's something that you can kind of like poke fun at. But if you're taking gaming really seriously and pushing yourself to kind of like go professional, that's a completely different ballpark. Well, and it's even with, you know, ball sports, I'll just keep calling them ball sports to make the distinguish, uh, to distinguish them. But, you know, there is a, there is a point where, Hey Rick, you're actually not going to be in the NBA and you probably aren't actually going to be able to go to college and play basketball. So how much of this is should be a hobby for you where you start changing your mindset a little bit? Is 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 that the case with gaming as well because you know, there's no athletic limits on a, a person playing video games that I can think of physically, but maybe there is something going on with hand-eye coordination or just the ability yeah. to read a game, is there a, at some point you'd be like, yeah, actually you're not going to be very good at video games, but there's so many games too. Yeah, exactly. So um, I like to think of it kind of like in the way of like you, if you're not good at a game, I would say like try and get a coach. There's several different websites that you can like hire coaches from um, and like try and like train yourself, up, train yourself up more 
to do. Um, but if that kind of falls through for you, there's always Twitch is an amazing platform, um, twitch.tv. It's a live streaming platform for people who want to play video games. You can do music on there. You can basically live stream anything that you want. And lots of people who actually aren't that great at games have actually made a career out of just playing games for fun, playing games with their friends, and making lots of money that way. And that, that requires you to have a fun personality. And if that doesn't work out, then I think you may just have to throw in the towel for gaming. <laughs> yeah, and if uh, you know, it's and it's such a weird thing too. Like, hey, parents, you're going to encourage your kids to to game more, to sit in front of the TV and sit on their butts more, to get good so they can get in a position like you, Megan, or or like uh, you know, professional gamers that are making money doing this. Um, and let's just say in, in every kid's dream would be like, oh wow, my parents are encouraging me to play more video games. Where should a parent start? Should they should they buy a PlayStation Five or a, I don't even know what is it the Xbox One? I don't even know what the newest Xbox is. Um, yeah. Or or what route should they go? Keep up with Xbox. <laughs> What's that? I, I don't keep up with Xbox, unfortunately. Yeah. So is it just not even those console games? Is it is it a computer? So it really kind of depends. Um, I, I think that I think parents in general. I, I've come to kind of the realization. I feel like parents should just kind of like believe in their kids and like they're what they aspire to do but don't really pour a whole lot of money into it on their first go round. um so you can get a, a pretty decent um gaming pc nowadays for around six hundred dollars um that's that's like i think like the baseline and then again you can also go with a, a playstation or an xbox um and if you see that they they're like really enjoying it, they're really getting into it. They they start talking about esports like, and I would I would I would also encourage parents like if their kids putting a lot of time into it and they notice that their kid is really good, introduce them to esports because a lot of kids some like nowadays as well um, don't really know, and they find them find that stuff out on their own. Um, so if like a parent realizes like, hey, I got Timmy a Xbox for Christmas and he's actually been playing a lot and I noticed that he's doing really good in the games. Maybe introduce him to esports. Like, tell him about it. Like, if he doesn't show any interest in like traditional sports, because nowadays there are over like 400 different universities that are offering scholarships for collegiate esports. Um, so, if anything, I think it's worth just like introducing them to and then giving them the base materials to do so. Does Viterbo have scholarships available for esports, or is it? Uh, how does that work? Yes, sir. Yes. Okay. Uh, I didn't know because I, I don't know if there are athletic scholarships, but they might not be athletic scholarships. It might be rerouted some other way. Um, what is the setup going to be, or is it already there? The the setup at Viterbo is this just like giant fifty five inch, you know, uh, you know, four HD, whatever they're called, UHD TVs all over the place, or is it just one big? I don't know. What's the setup look like? Yeah, so we're actually, um, I think it's the Murphy Center, because I'm still trying to learn the names of all the buildings. Um, but we're on the fourth floor, and we're actually converting a lecture hall into our new esports space. Um, so we're going to be having four rows. Like, this is, like, the final product is what I'm telling you about right now. Um, but, like, we're going to have four rows of gaming um, setups, um, five at each row. Um, we're going to have a competition stage at the very front, kind of like where the lecture podium would be. Um, we're going to be redesigning and re and updating the entire space. We're going to be adding LEDs. We're going to be repainting the room. We're going to be just overhauling it and making it look beautiful. Um, at the top space, we're going to have like a debriefing area, cool down area. Um, we may have a shout casting area. We may have my office. There's still a lot up in the air, but as of right now, we're looking at possibly getting 10 gaming PCs, which will include, um, 10 monitors, 10 keyboards, 10 mice, 10 headsets. All the, all the shebang, 
Now, when you say have a really program coming off the ground, when you say monitors, uh, when when somebody wants to take gaming seriously, are they playing on like a, a smaller monitor or or one of the? Or how big is the monitor? You would like to stay around twenty four to twenty five inches, and you would never want to go larger than twenty seven. Okay, so when I'm sitting on my couch playing in front of a sixty five inch TV on my PS five, that's that's not <laughs> that's not ideal for gamers. Not on average, probably not. No, and and, and you you kind of mentioned this, but the the ideal situation for a gamer is to is, is you know in terms of like doing this seriously is to do it on a PC. Yeah, so you would be um, most like professional tournaments. They do have them going on PCs, and if it is a tournament that uses controllers, they will just plug the controller into the PC. Is it typical that that gamers? Use controllers because I feel well. Maybe for sports games, it might be easier. But a lot of the the first person shooter games is is a mouse, right? Yeah. So most of them are like mouse and keyboard. Um, some games though are a little bit different. Um, Call of Duty sometimes tends to go with controller. Um, some games are this thing called cross platform, which means that you can play on both computer and console. So like people who are on a PC can play with their friends who are on a console. Um, so some of those tournaments allow you to use a controller in those tournaments. Um, so it really just depends on the game. So certain games would hyper-focus on using a mouse and keyboard. Others would be like, yeah, you can use a controller. We're speaking with Megan Danaher. She's the new coach, the new eSports coach at Viterbo, the new sport at Viterbo eSports. Um, Megan, how does it work with a team? Because if I'm playing basketball, I'm recruiting basketball players, and they're playing the sport of basketball, and it's not like, hey, we're going to do a little basketball today. You kind of mentioned it with track, but um, are the people, are the students you recruit Good at one game, or were they? Or are you recruiting kids, or not kids, but are you recruiting students that are good at multiple games? We like to focus on students that hyper focus on one game because it's kind of like that the saying of like jack of all trades but a master of none. That's kind of like the same thing with like a, a basketball player who also plays really good baseball and, and they also play soccer and they play like track and field. They do cross country and they play basketball and they're, they're trying out for multiple. You want to have like the one person who's been like playing basketball since they were five, you know? Yeah. So it, we're gonna, like hyper focus on those, those student athletes that are focusing on just one game. Yeah. Your track analogy was probably about as perfect. And, and you made it at the beginning of the show, but and I just remember, I'm like, Oh yeah, she gave this, the track analogy was great. Um, Okay, so the the other the other point I made last week with with Eric Weinberg of a Turbo is this idea that I'm first I'm the first to the gym I'm the last to leave when practice is over I'm working on my I'm honing my skills and then when that's done I go to the weight room and I hone you know I I try to perfect my body to become the the, the a prized physical specimen. Video gaming seems like you're just I'm the I'm sit I got the best beanbag chair the most comfortable I can be for hours upon hours sitting on my butt and uh, how many you know how much Doritos and, and Mountain Dew can I pump into my body to keep me going all night uh, it seems a little bit like uh, you know uh, the, there's no health aspect to this so um, how does one get better at gaming but not like just you know you're just sitting all the time. Yeah, so that's part of the regimen that I'm going to be having my athletes go through is they're going to be doing physical exercise as well as gaming. Um, and there are warm-ups you can do for gaming. Um, it's through, um, like, AIM trainers. Um, so there's things like AIM Lab um, and other platforms such as that where you just – it's not really even playing the game. It's just practicing your AIM. It's like going to the shooting range, essentially, okay. um, before into the into the game. So it's – it's going to be doing a little bit of everything because I want to make sure that like I have well-rounded athletes because I don't want to have 
like just one one guy who's really good at games, but like he has very bad physical health. Like I want to make sure that I'm taking care of their mental, their physical, and their like in-game performance as well as their student because they are student athletes at the end of the day. Because um, student as like being a student comes first and foremost. Then I take physicality like as my number two, and then your ability to play in the game. What uh, do you? Do, how do you decide what games are is Viterbo going to specialize in, and is is the does the maybe do the universities the the esports the NCAA so to speak do, do they decide what the games are going to be or how does that work? Um, so we pretty much go with games. Well, I'm going to be pretty much looking at games I have had like longevity have had a really good time in the public eye. Um, so games like League of Legends have been around since, like, the early 2010s and have stuck around, like, to this very year. Um, and, like, games like um, Shooter Games, um, another game that comes from Riot Entertainment, um, Valorant, is a new game that came out and has been having a lot of longevity. Um, Valorant is similar to the game of CSGO, um, just a different different coat of paint on top of it with abilities and stuff like that. Um, but choosing games that have had, like, a really good track record in the public eye and had longevity. Um, those are the games we want to focus on and like recruit players for because those are the games that are going to stick around the longest because there are games that are, have like come into the public eye and left just as fast. Um, so we want to stick with picking out games that have a really large player base and have stuck around for a really long time. Is Fortnite one of these games? Cause Fortnite is free. Like anyone can play it. I don't even know if you need like a PlayStation subscription to play it. Um, but yeah, Fortnite seems like a, just, I don't know. Are there any games like Fortnite where it's just free and you can play and it doesn't, I don't know. It just seems weird. Yeah. So that's kind of how the video game industry, like not even esports, just the video game industry, like how people like the designers and stuff have gone the route of creating more free to play games that have like in-game cosmetic shops, which that's what, what, that's what pays the developers. And that's what puts the roof over their head yeah. is like doing play version and then you have paid cosmetics and so there's actually a lot of games like that nowadays um so just to kind of rattle off a few there's league of legends there's valorant there's apex legends there's fortnite and there's a couple i probably am not i'm missing right now but that's kind of the way that a lot of new games have been going is going for the free-to-play model all right i might have to go download some of these games you're mentioning (laughs) (laughs) my girlfriend's gonna love that um all right, I thought I had one other question for you, but now I just slipped my mind because, uh, yeah, it was, that was the thing. Is Oh, sports games, Madden, NBA 2K, these games aren't the thing that would college teams would do or not? Um, I've heard some schools that do and some that don't. Um, the only issue that I feel personally about like trying to recruit players for that game is that they don't have that longevity that I was talking about where they don't have um, – like they don't really have the player base that sticks around long enough to like actually create a team that would last a year. So we kind of want to go for games that are a little bit more focused and have had that longevity that I was talking about. Well, Madden has Madden's been around since 1989. It, they just re-release it every year, so I feel like it has maybe more longevity than other games. But it it does it change too much from year to year, and the players wouldn't be as good, or how does that work? Um. I think it's more so like the viewership slash like the player amount. Cause I've heard like some people who are like, yeah, I've played that game every year. I played with every new release. And there's some people who are like, yeah, I kind of got sick of it after like the fifth version that came out. So I, I kind of just dropped the game to be honest. So like those are the two camps that I've heard. And then like the viewership when it comes to that online um, live streaming platform, Twitch, like I was talking about, that one's a little bit too, it, it varies too much on like what the viewership is like for those games. 
Yeah, maybe it's a reality thing, too, because there is football. There is basketball. What about fishing and golf? You're probably not doing those on eSports, huh? Probably not. <laughs> An eSports fishing team. That seems funny to do, in, especially here in, in lacrosse, because at this point, like, just go fishing. Yeah, I'll just I'll take my athletes fishing. So if you're if you're listening and you want to be on the esports team, come join my team and I'll take you on a fishing trip. All right, Megan Danaher, thank you so much for joining me. Are you going to go since you're from Georgia? Are you going to go experience Mount Lacrosse anytime soon? Go downhill skiing? I I would not be opposed to it. I'd probably hurt myself, but I think it'd be fun. I think it'd be a fun hurting myself. <laughs> you're young enough too. I should say snowboarding. You, uh, has anyone introduced you to some of the sites? Because I feel like uh, Hicks and Forest, you go, there's cross country skiing too right now. You could go do that. Oh, that's cool. Um, Barry Freed, whenever I came here for my initial interview, um, the director of athletics here, he, he drove me around and showed me some of the sites. All right. I really appreciate you coming on and I'll probably bug you because I'm going to want to go take some pictures of this, uh, the the e esports setup and maybe maybe give have you give me a test drive on on some of this stuff. All right, perfect. You have my contact info. Let's make it happen. All right, thanks so much. Bye. All right, bye bye. All right, that was Megan Danaher, the new esports coach of the new sport esports at Viterbo. Uh, thank you. Uh, thanks again, and we got to take one more break. All right, welcome back to Lacrosse Talk PM. Thanks again to Megan Danaher. It's a, it's a it's a weird way to say it. The new esports coach at Viterbo. The e- that was easy. <laughs> but the sport is new too. So she's the new coach of the new sport, esports. I just like I haven't really thought a whole lot about the the thing actually being a profession, which I imagine a lot of parents out there too haven't like, "Oh, okay." And we even talk like Megan's parents themselves were like <laughs> Oh, this is a oh, wow! You're now a coach. It'd be funny to get to get one of her parents on to just that that eye opening moment when I just I was born too early for this stuff. Blame my parents for that. Born twenty years later, this I would be right in the mix. I would probably have a full ride to Florida State to play esports. Man, what could have been right? The glory days, reliving the glory days. Man, I was so good at Madden back in the day. In college, I was beating everybody in Madden. Just like Uncle Rico talking about his high school football days, right? Do that once in a while, too, high school football. Broke my leg. Couldn't play a senior year. Lost my whole season. What could have been? I could have been on the Vikings. Could have been a Minnesota Viking. Green Bay Packer. Could be in the Super Bowl. (laughs) Anyway, uh, coming up tomorrow. What am I doing tomorrow? I'm talking, uh, oh, there's a big rally uh, uh, here on Friday. And we're going to talk about, uh, in the state Supreme Court, is taking up this thing. You know, gerrymandering? Taking this thing up. We're going to talk about that. With, um, let's see here, represent us. So if you go to Facebook and just type represent us, I think it's all one word. Uh, I want to say their logo is yellow and black. Uh, Pretty interesting site to go check out. They're all about getting money out of politics and and just kind of leveling the playing field when it comes to, you know, this weird political state that we're in. Anyway, that's tomorrow. Thanks for listening, everybody.